Yeah, there's, there's no doubt in my mind um, that it, it was a, a red card, it was a, a clear stamp, um, something that I'm sure frustrates the manager and his teammates and, and the Rangers fans. Um, but again, I, I'll keep saying that if you take that kind of fire out of Alfredo uh, Morelos, he's not going to be the same player, but he needs to channel his aggression in, in the right manner. Um, so he's going to be missing. Look, I, I've no doubt that Rangers... Um, Rangers will accept. Yeah, they, they could appeal it by no, three o'clock in Monday. I, I no. can't see no. that happening. I, I think they'll accept the ban and they'll move on. And we're going to talk about it because the Rangers fans are on the socials already saying, "What about Darren McGregor?" Uh, for the, something was uh, it similar? Yeah, yeah, well, was, was, yeah, for me, it's a red card, Darren McGregor. Uh, look, I've seen worse. There's no doubt about it, but it's definitely a stamp, so it's a red card for me. Si? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think both are red cards. Me and Fergie were talking officer, and I've played football for twenty years. And if you want to get out of the way an opponent, you can. I've never ever once stamped on anybody. I can honestly say that. You know, if you're jumping, you can move your leg quick enough to get out of the way. So by the letter of the law, I think both are red cards. I think Kevin Clancy should see the first one. Mm. I can understand why he's not seen the second one because there's a bit of a melee and then they both fall at the same time and it's not as obvious. But yeah, Morelos is... I don't know why he does it as well, Paul, because even... Even though he's not having his best game, he's so important to Rangers. You know, you see how he runs the channels. He's a constant threat to Portis and, and the Hibs back three. And then to go and do something like that is is is, is, is stupid. But Jenkins, I, I don't think he'll ever change so Fergie, do you? I, I can't see it happening. I don't mind a player leaving a bit on his opponent, but you've got to channel it and yeah. do it at, at the right moment. Uh, it's a physical game, we all know that, but listen, what happened a few months back at Dundee United with the, the forearm smash and then it was clear that it was a clear stamp which is going to be disappointing because he's going to be missing mm-hmm. the next three three games for, for Rangers but and then again it's an opportunity for, for the other players to come in and stake their claim. Davy Proven is on the line. Davy, we thought we'd be speaking first of all about Peter Lowell but it's breaking news so uh, Morelos <laughs> and Darren McGregor. Good evening, Davy. How are we doing, boys? I good, yeah. What do you feel, first of all, that news? In fact, uh, Barry's going to ask you about it, about uh, the Morellas. You wouldn't be surprised he's got the three-match ban. Yeah, and he deserves every one of them, Paul. Um, this is a guy who just will not learn. And, you know, he's, the lashing out to Tannadice and what he did the other night at Easter Road wasn't, you know, wasn't just a case of, of getting himself needlessly suspended. It was also a kick in the teeth for Stephen Gerrard, who's stuck his neck out for him continually despite his indiscipline um, and I, I would imagine that once Rangers get this league title won and it will happen pretty soon then Rangers will, will look to move him on he, he's a player who does not learn Davey can I just jump in there Jink, Jink, teams that Morelos will be looking to go will, will take Morelos given his um, disciplinary record well I, I, I certainly think it's going to be a, a factor side it, it's not going to look good in his, his CV I mean, the obvious comparison is with Odson Edward at Celtic. And I think, given Edward's temperament, it will be much easier for Celtic to find a buyer for him. Uh, a lot of, I think a lot of managers will look at Morelis and think, nah, I'm not going to touch him. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that he's a top striker. Um, I don't think he would get a top six uh, team in England. But he, he, would get, he would get a... He would get a Brighton, um, maybe even a West Ham or, or a club along those lines. But every manager will look at him and think, do I really need the, the, the trouble? And, and there's no doubt that you know, his, his disciplinary record has done nothing for his chances of, of getting a move to a bigger league. That's what Morelos has got to be mindful of. Mm. If he wants to go to the next level or a higher level, he, he needs to 
watch his discipline and as David just mentioned there, I'm no surprise to me that managers are, are wary of taking him and it'll be a, a worry for Rangers as well because they'll obviously they'll see him as a, a major asset people um, or clubs sorry will come in and pay top dollar but I don't know whether clubs will go and take a chance on him in terms of the game on Wednesday David did, what, what did you think about Dan McGregor's one? Red card for me yep. yeah red, red card for me um, you know all, all this nonsense about, you know, oh, it was accidental. You know, players know exactly where they're putting their yep. feet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, and and you, you do see players who are very good at it, who, who can make it look accidental, but players know exactly where their studs are going. And, yeah, for me, McGregor's a red all day long as well. And you say there is one club that I think Morelos, they could probably afford them and the manager could, could get them playing. Kelly Hearts Kelly Hearts <laughs> <laughs> That would have to be Barry's own personal <laughs> Fortune there Davy, What about you That's the three of you Feel the same way That McGregor should have been A red card So yeah, that's interesting Listen three's yep. like, Davy's yep. an experienced Of course yeah, You've played the game Yeah he's played the game yep. At the highest level And, and size yep. playing the game I, I think any Ex-footballer Or, or current footballer yep. Watching that Would agree that both Are stuck on red red cards For me David, thanks for coming on. We heard you this morning. So what do you feel? You've had a few hours to reflect on Peter Lowell, the news today. And you can hear and see what an imposing figure he's been on Scottish football, yeah. not just Celtic, for 17 years. Well, listen, you, you've got to admire anyone who can stay in that job for that length of time because it's, uh, it's a real pressure job. And if you look at the, the, the record books, you can't argue with the domestic success that Celtic have enjoyed during his time in, in, in charge. What I would say, Paul, is that for me, you have to make a comparison between the club that Peter Lowell inherited mm-hmm. to the one he's leaving. That, for me, is how you yep. uh, establish his, his legacy, if you like. And, you know, Peter Lowell came into the club a couple of months after Celtic had played in the UEFA Cup final. He had a top manager in Martin O'Neill, the, a top group of, of players at the club who had real credibility in European competition. He leaves Celtic as European cannon fodder now, not even the best side in Scotland, um, with a squad that needs completely cleared out. So you'll need to count me out of those who are, you know, inventing a a glorious legacy that that Peter Lowell has left. What do you think went wrong then? Well, I I think there was a shift. You know, there was a time where Celtic would push the boat out. They they, they spent six million on Neil Lennon, six million on Chris Sutton, Alan Thompson, a few million. Um... Then, then I, I think something changed, and they decided that they would be, they would almost be a, a shop window, mm-hmm. that they would change policy. Instead of paying six million for a player, they would go to Holland or Belgium, get a player in for a million quid, and hope to develop him. And it was very successful, you know, thanks to John Park, who did a magnificent job. Celtic were able to make a fortune in the transfer market, mm-hmm. but it's very difficult to, to build a team. You know that, that that's going to compete at a European level when you're selling your best player every year, and that's the stage it got to. And you know you can't argue with the balance sheet. You know they they, they kept producing the the annual balance sheet, um, and nobody could argue. You know without the money that Celtic had in the bank, but it's almost as if they forgot they were a football club. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm I'm an actual idiot, right? You ask any you ask any Celtic fan whether they would prefer to be back in 2003 when Celtic were. were paying real money for, for top players or where they are now and they'll take 2003 every day of the week David do you, do you think there was a complacency when, when Rangers were yes. out of the league 
Absolutely, Barry. I, I think, you know, at a time where, where Rangers were in, in liquidation, whether it take four or five seasons for Rangers to get back in, in the top flight, I, I think Celtic fell asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. And you only have to look at European results since, you know, over the last seven years, Celtic have qualified for the group stages of the Champions League twice. Mm-hmm. They've been knocked out by teams like Maribor and Malmo and Cluj, Fernes Faris. And, you know, the, the thing for me that put the tin hat on it was, was losing to Sparta Prague 8-2 in aggregate. I know it wasn't an aggregate uh, cup tie, but yeah. to, to lose effectively 8-2 in aggregate, uh, I think, has been the final straw for a lot of supporters. And, you know, I think you could have made a case mm-hmm. after the Sparta Prague game for a, a change of manager. And I feel sorry for Neil Lennon now because... Peter Lowell has announced he's going. Neil Lennon is now limping on as a lame duck. Yeah. He's going to take all the flack when Celtic should pay him up now and identify a successor as, as quickly as they can. Yeah, but in terms of the squad, you, you just look back. One name springs to mind for me is John McGinn. John, John McGinn. Yeah. 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 £3 million, pound, why not go and, and spend the extra half a million pound? We just we, we all see what, what John McGinn's went on to do down the Championship. Now, Premier League, every time I watch Aston Villa... He's one of the top performers. Am I being an, I'm an idiot, Davy, as you'll probably know, but just see in terms of Peter Lowe, is he given a budget by Dermot Desmond and told to work within that budget? So is it his fault that he can't spend the money that they were spending under when Larson and Sutton and the likes were there? Uh, I mean, I, I, listen, there, there are decisions that Dermot Desmond will take. There, there are times Dermot Desmond will go over Peter Lowe's head. That's happened, certainly. It happened in the, in the case of appointing Martin O'Neill where the board wanted Goose Hiddink and, and Dermot Desmond overruled them. It was Dermot Desmond who appointed Gordon Strachan, Dermot Desmond who appointed Brendan Rodgers. So there will be times where Dermot Desmond steps in. But on the whole, it's Peter Lowell's club. He is responsible for the day-to-day running of the club. So I, I, I'm not convinced that Peter Lowell was being restricted too much by, by Dermot Desmond. Uh, I, I just think Peter Lowell thinks like an accountant. Mm-hmm. Accountants, uh, accountants are good at saving money. They don't want to spend money. And Celtic, for me, are not, not, just, not just paying the price for a lack of investment, because you can't argue they spent 15 million quid in the summer, yeah. but they're not getting value for money now. Yeah. If they're running a wage bill of 50-odd million quid. What are they getting back for it? And Very David, well. yeah, he didn't want to take uh, the club down the line. The Rangers went out of business, um, you know, in 10 years ago. And that obviously was something that uh, the Celtic board, I suppose, from Dermot Desmond, Peter Lawwell, Ian Bankier, they were determined not to do that. But the amount of messages we've had this season, and everyone saw it, saw the protests outside, this wasn't the way they thought it would end, did they? They thought it was going to be 10 in a row, and then a changing of the guard, probably. Well, absolutely. Um, I've, I've no doubt Peter Lobel saw that as the, you know, the, the, the scenario that would allow him to, to bow out on a high. Um, but they've got it so badly wrong. Um, you know, from the, the, I'm not just talking about the dressing room. I'm talking about all the way to the boardroom. The, the recruitment has been an absolute shambles. And again, going back to, to what little value they're getting. We had Neil Lennon this week saying that Vasily's Barkas needs more time to settle into Scottish football. They paid five million quid for him. Yeah. What is that about? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Mm. that. That must be a worry. If you're going and spending that sort of money on a goalkeeper, you expect him to come straight in 
of that team and produce performances. That that will be a worry for the the Celtic fans. But who's that doing it then, Fergie? Is that Nicky Hammond? It must be, but for me, a manager at a club has the final. De- he's got to have the final decision on players. He's the one that's going to be coaching them and, and playing them. Yeah. He doesn't even look like a Neil Lennon goalkeeper type to me. Having played under Lennon, he likes a big, big goal, big, yeah. big presence mm-hmm. in the in the goals. And Villiers Barkas isn't that. So straight away, he's one that looks to want to play. I don't think Lenny likes his goalkeepers playing it. So again, that would be question marks over whether Lenny is picking picking goalkeepers. Yeah, and, and I, I don't think he is. I, I, I don't think he is. And I can take you back to to Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers was in Europe with Celtic when one of the press said to him, "What do you make of the new winger that's at the Celtic have signed that you've just signed?" Brendan Rodgers was unaware. And when he was told the, the boy's name, I don't even remember the boy's yeah, name. Yeah, it was fed, I think, wasn't it? Not, not sure, but when he was told the boy's name, Brendan Rodgers shook his head and said, we've got more than enough wingers. Oh, yep. So, and you know, Neil Lennon's not got time to, to travel Europe looking at players. Yeah. That's why Nick ha- Nicky Hammond is there. And uh, I'm sorry, if it's Nicky Hammond who's been bringing the players in for the last, the last couple of years, um, or since he's been at the club, since Lee Congerton left, it's, it's not been anywhere near good enough. So, Davy, the new chief exec, Dominic Mackay, coming from Scottish Rugby, will be in in the summer. Uh, where does he start? Well, he's got a, a hell of a job in, in front of him. I, I don't think he will make the appointment. Uh, he, he will choose the next manager. That, that will be down to Dermot Desmond again. Yeah. Dermot Desmond is usually the firefighter who rides over the hill to, to the rescue with a big pot of money to, to get a top manager in. He's done it in the past. I, I think it's going to be hugely difficult for him now because the job is not nearly as attractive uh, as it was. You know, the, the dressing room needs cleared out. Um, the, the, the treasure chest that they, that they flaunted every year at the AGM, uh, I would imagine, has largely disappeared through running a, a huge wage bill during the COVID crisis. So, you know, how much, manager does the, how much money does a new manager get? David, do you not think it will be an attractive job? No. I think the name the, the name makes it an, an attractive proposition, Barry. But I think a lot of managers will look at it and think, "Do I really want to go in there?" Uh, unless unless they're given a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, do I really want to go in there and take second prize to, to to Rangers at the moment? Yeah. Yep. Because Stephen Stephen Gerrard Stephen Gerrard doesn't just have a first eleven. He's almost got two teams. He's got cover in every position. Yep. Yep. And but that comes down to recruitment, Davy. I guess ab- absolutely. Rangers recruitment um, has been so far superior to Celtic's, uh, and that's one of the reasons. Just one of the reasons that that, that Celtic. I'm not going to say they're in crisis, but they're certainly in a bit of turmoil just now. Davy, thanks very much for joining us and giving us your insight uh, into Celtic, and we'll speak to you very soon. Okay, boys, see you Cheers, Cheers Davey. Thanks very much. Davey Proven joins us. So, a lot on tonight. The calls are coming in. Morellas faces a three-match ban. Nothing for Darren McGregor. You've heard Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Davey Proven saying both of them should have been off. Morellas should have been off earlier in the game. Could it have changed it? We're going to talk about that later. Barry today in the paper was saying there should be... Is Morellas treated differently from others? So we're going to talk about that as well. And we're looking forward to the matches tomorrow. That's all coming up next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Yeah, I mean, I think he's had a huge influence over a lot of people here. Huge influence in a positive way for the club over the 17-year reign. I think he's um, he's been brilliant to work for. You've had our fallouts, you know, over the piece, but yeah, he's had a huge positive influence on my career and many others. And um, he's a huge loss. Every decision he made, he thought it was best for the club going forward. 
He was devoted to the club and I think he'll be a, a huge miss. The Celtic manager Neil Lennon speaking about chief executive Peter Lobel who'll be leaving in the close season. Dominic Mackay is coming in from the Scottish Rugby Union. Other headlines tonight, Alfredo Morelos is charged with violent conduct for the Ryan Porteous stamp by the SFA and he's going to miss three games. On the line now, I'm delighted to say man of the week, man of the moment... No, it's, not, it's, it's Ma- not Morelos. Man of the season. Man yes. of the season. It's the manager of Livingston, David Martindale. David, good evening. How you doing, guys? Good. How, doing? How are you? I'm not bad. Not bad, thanks. It's been some run for you. Sai, Barry, we're absolutely delighted to have you on the phone. And it's not often that managers say, the media and everyone help me. Um, and it was the right decision the other day at the SFA. And what a relief for you. Did you celebrate afterwards? Did you have a wee, a wee something when you heard the news? No, no, I couldn't even get my wife to make me a cup of coffee when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be half bottle of bucket for you, Davey, celebrating me. Good lad, good lad. <laughs> yeah. David, what a time it's been. They both want to get in uh, to it with you. Barry, uh, you're also managing at Kelty Hearts and I know you're really interested in, in what David's it's a great, done. Great yeah. story. I just want to say before I ask my question, I, I thought it would have been a, a travesty if they, they never yeah. gave him the opportunity. I think you've seen since he's come in uh, the job. Is that 11? Is that, am I correct in saying that, David? Aye, 11 games. I've not checked it, Barry, but I'm sure it's 12. 12. <laughs> 12 <laughs> sorry, 12. 10 wins, 2 so draws. It's just showing yeah. he deserved the opportunity. He's come in and done a fantastic job. But in terms of the, I'll be honest with you, David, I, I enjoy watching Livingston and there's a lot made of it in terms of people say long ball, but you've got some real good football players for me. You've got, obviously, Robinson up front, who I, I love to watch. He's an absolute pest at times. You've got Pittman, Sibold, um, but it's the the boy at the back who I've been impressed with, Guthrie. Mm. How good's he been big, for you? Big Guthrie's, honestly, Big Guthrie's been unbelievable. I think he's one of the best left centre halves in mm. the league. I think it was maybe this time last year, I can remember texting Steve Clark saying, you need to keep, uh, keep, keep your eyes on Big Guthrie. I said, honestly, the boy's brilliant. He just reads the game so well. He's got a great left foot and he's fantastic in here. And he chips in with six to eight goals a season, and you can't grumble at that. Yeah, I've been impressed. Was it Walsall he came for, Davy? He's been a standout. Aye, Walsall. Aye, aye, he played Walsall. He's played played something along the lines of 150 games in League One, and he was 27 year old, and he played consistently every year, 30 to 40 games every year. Davy, can I ask you a question? Obviously, I played against your team in League One. And I just want to, I, I want you to let on the listeners know there's some great players doing it at that level, aren't there? Ah, brilliant. I, I think honestly it's a it's a hidden gem in football, isn't it? It's like that. But I think you've got to be playing in the leagues and watching the leagues to realise the potential. I think sometimes when you're in the Premier League, you don't get a chance to actually focus on the lower leagues. But because I was involved in the lower leagues with Livingston. You got to see it up close and personal, so you get to witness it for yourself. I was basically saying, Why did you not sign me? Because I was brilliant, Davy. You never got that there, did you? No, Rafa, Rafa kept trying to get me to get you inside. I know, he kept saying, As I'll try and get you in, but he says, Davy thinks you're hopeless. David, is that is that leagues that you still go and watch or do you get like a scout to go and watch the games? Is that still a market? Yeah, yeah, I'll still, I think there's a uh, hidden gems here, as I say, there is definitely. Even, Barry, even at the loan league, some of the players that are in the leagues, like, the boys have got incredible talent. I just, I just think they've been a wee bit unlucky with football sometimes. Mm-hmm. So... We've got scouts at every level and because I've been down at the levels as well, I still get people phoning up and saying, keep your eye on this boy, keep your eye on this boy. 
Do you know what I mean? So I'm I'm well informed. Uh, th- that's the reason why I'm. Uh, I, I just love watching. You've got obviously Robinson, who was at East Fife. Mm. Pittman, yeah. am I correct in saying he came for the juniors? Juniors, mate. That's right. Pittman played centre midfield with me at Broxburn. I said in the paper the other day. He done my running and I done his shouting. Wow. <laughs> but it, it just shows you he he's one that he goes quietly about his business. But Pittman, I really like him. I he's think horrible to yep, play against me. He's a good he good is. player. What's your what's your that background was, in football, and Davey? You played junior. Nah, just playing junior football. I I was at Motherwell when I was at Rangers when I was younger. No, the local YTS schools they were at local, they, they branched out into the community and then just played junior football and amateur football. And what about the coaching? When did that when did that start? At Broxburn, started coaching at Broxburn. Pitts' dad, Stevie Pittman. I don't know if he's all know who yeah. Stevie is, but Stevie Pittman. So Stevie, I've been pals with Stevie. Is that the Dundee defender? Aye, aye, Stevie. Yeah. Mm. So he brought me into Broxburn. We were all at Pumferson together, oh. and then obviously he brought me into Broxburn. I was playing centre mid with Pitts. He just been released for Hamilton, and then I got into the coaching at Broxburn. That kind of just took off from there. What type of centre midfield are you? He was hopeless, I've seen him. I, I, I was a creative midfielder, one that couldn't tackle and one that couldn't header. <laughs> so, so Pittman done all your I'm running a, for you? A wee, a wee bit like Cy Ferry. Yeah, it's <laughs> good, Davey. Was it always your plan to get into management or were you quite happy doing the coaching? Oh, I was quite happy doing the coaching. It's kind of just been very organic, to be honest. I never went into a and fighting, well, one day I could be the first team manager. It's just been really organic and it's just evolved since the day I came in the door. Have you changed any for going for assistant manager to the, to the manager? Because even when you were nah. assistant manager, I was sick of listening to you on the pitch, man. You never shut up. I know, I was sick of listening to you myself. <laughs> you've, you've got a wee opposition saying, does he ever shut up? And you've got Big Marv saying, no, I hate him as well. So, <laughs> nah, nothing's really changed from my point of view. To be honest, other than the boys trying to call me Garford now and again. Nothing's really changed. See, see in terms of your team, as I said, I enjoy watching you. Look, there, there seems to me that a real togetherness amongst the boys. That's something that, that screams out at me when I watch Livingston play. Is that something that you've brought? You, I think you think you've got to work in the environment. I think the environment's massive. So if you do bring boys in that maybe don't fit into the environment or maybe don't add anything to the environment, they don't really last long at the club. Mm-hmm. So I think I've been really fortunate that I've been doing probably the recruitment for the last four or five years. So everybody in the changing room is boys that I brought into the club. So you've got a lot of control in, in your environment, Barry, and you'll probably realise that yep. yourself. For your first window to your fifth window, the evolution of your team, the environment's better, the footballing aspect's a lot better as well. Yeah, but a lot of it comes, is, you're obviously going for a certain character then that's got to fit the Livingston kind of style. Mm-hmm. But even oh, definitely. See on Livingston Davy, I've been I think I've been back in Scotland for five years. Hands down Livingston the fittest team I've played against, even in League yeah, One. I, Livingston some of the I fittest. Can, do you do a lot of fitness during the week? I, I think it's more to do we, we do do a lot of fitness, but we do everything with the ball or ninety five percent of the fitness is with the ball. But what we do is we train as we play. There's a real high intensity mm-hmm. training. I don't like the standards drop. So we train as we play and we've there's boys been at that club we use me Pittman as an example now he's been in that training regime for six years so he's been six years of condition to playing and training at that intensity I can remember a statement you made Si when we played he's one that he said it was like marking a racehorse he was a stallion <laughs> <laughs> I hated playing against Pittman because yeah. he's good on the ball as well he's uh-huh. not just one of these guys that runs but so and he's one of them Fergie he's done about ten runs and he's not even breathing heavy no, I, as I say I, I just 
I think he's a cracking wee player. David, there's got to be there's got to be a book and a movie in your life. Uh, who's going to play David Martindale? Oh, that's no comment. I need you in the cup final first, surely. Right, yeah. We can only talk about that if we lift a cup. Okay. David, see in terms of your goals this season, what uh, do you set yourself goals now that you're you've yeah. took over the, the uh, manager's role? Is it top six or do you know what guys will just take each game as it comes, sort of thing? Barry, at the start of the year it's always tens. We need to be mm-hmm. tens. We need to stay in the Premier League. Yeah. And then it just evolves on a week to week basis, like mm-hmm. I know this is a cliche and I hate using cliches, but we try not to get too low when we lose games of football and we don't get really too high when we win games of football. But where we are sitting right now, I think it would be, it'd be absolutely scandalous if we weren't um, going for a top six place. So top six is definitely on the agenda now. I think as well with management, a team like Livingston as well, next season's a worry day, ain't it? Because that'll be a real test as a manager. If, if the boys continue to play like that, there will be teams yeah. that will come and take your best players and then that's when you you really start to get into the management, innit? Aye, but see, to be honest, that's been happening since the Champions Yeah, you're right, yeah. But we've probably lost three or four of our best players, and to be honest, going into next season, it's probably the most secure I've been, i.e. in terms of most of the boys, 75% of the squad are signed up for next year. So, I'm, I'm fairly, it's, it's probably going to be an easier window, if that makes sense, but... Yeah. I think if fans can return you can get away to summer camps and stuff like that it'll really help everybody return into football because that's been difficult I don't yeah. I don't think um, fans looking on and realise how hard it's been with Covid and actually try to manage a team I don't know if you've found that Barry Yep I should have Yep, It's difficult so I think if we can get into the summer obviously there's a little bit of recruitment to get done but you can get fans back into the stadium and it'll give everyone a massive lift Mm-hmm. I, Dave I always say see at a club you agree with me here recruitment's number one uh, you've got to make yeah. sure your recruitment's spot on and look, looking at your team and your squad I mean I, I'll go on a guy I never even mentioned here, Jason Holt he was kind of lost for a couple of years he was yeah. at Rangers he went and loaned at St Johnson never really hit the heights and he's came to you it looks as if he's got a new lease of life now uh, we hope he's been brilliant so I, I kind of pulled a wee stroke there I know he's agent and I know he He's probably a player that had higher ambitions in Livingston. Like, and financially, he probably could have commanded a wee bit more money. So I said to his agent, look, tell we Holt to come in, because it was only the, the Premier League that were training at that point. I said, tell him to come in for two or three weeks and I'll help keep him fit. Because everybody I know in football says he's a cracking boy. Mm-hmm. So I got him in. He enjoyed the environment. I think he enjoyed the coaching and they brought something else to the team. So turned the lights off one day and made him sign a contract. Is <laughs> <laughs> his agent is his agent Rialdo? Aye, aye, <laughs> aye. And the experience, so experience yeah. just to be mentioned for the experienced players, Ambrose and, oh, and Bartley have been brilliant wow. for you, Davey, haven't they? Oh, Bart- Bartley's been amazing. I, Effie's been alright, but Effie, <laughs> I, can only, I can only play Effie once a week or I'll end up with a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. He's been brilliant. He's been brilliant. As well, Nicky Devlin. Yeah, I like Nicky. I've, I, I was nice. impressed with him, I thought, in the, the, the semi final. I know yeah. I, I mentioned Big Guthrie I thought him and Ambrose were different class but Nicky Devlin just goes about his job mm-hmm. really well he's a I mean he, he went for United was it didn't he also as well, as well mate, yeah. so, so he played to beat like, so John was the left centre half Jack Fitzwater was the right centre half and Nicky Devlin was the right back at Walsall when he got relegated did that was part I, I, I don't know who the left back is I'll need to go and try and find him <laughs> so, I, David, Nicky's I, yeah. at 8 out of 10 every week yeah, he's a top top professional he mm. gives you everything 
and you were able to rotate the squad just before the League Cup semi-final and we heard your missus wasn't too happy with you resting some of the oh, players <laughs> we're sitting I think it was having a cup of coffee or having my dinner she's like what's your team for tomorrow so I'm telling her the team when she's gone no no Davey you can't do that you can't <laughs> He's a secret Celtic fan, but <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. So, what's your team for tomorrow then? <laughs> You'll need to phone yeah. the missus. <laughs> and the cup final, guys, do you think they're going in as favourites for the League Cup final? Uh, well, this is on here um, on Monday night. I, I think Livingston, for me, will win it. I know yeah. Davy maybe say different because yeah. he's got his respect, St. Johnson, but. As I say, I, I just enjoy watching them. I enjoy watching them play. I just love the energy they've got. I just love everything about the way Livingston go about their business. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a template for other other clubs. Definitely. Do you know what I'm worried though? I think if he starts doing well, he could lose that accent, start speaking no about way. philosophies and <laughs> no. all That's what I'm worried about, Dave. You're not going to start that, yeah? No, I have. I've actually started that. I'm taking grammar lessons. <laughs> 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 I'm only uh, there was a lot made about the badges. Now, how far are you on with your badges now? That's me. I make you on the B license, Barry. Yep, yep. You were overdoing your CPD. So yep. I got my B license and I'm due to go down and see what Alan Walker. Mm-hmm. I was due to go down. I've got I've, I've one session left to do my A license, but I was meant to go down last March and see trying to, obviously, with COVID, it's been a nightmare trying to get back down. So mm-hmm. I've got one more session when kids are allowed back to training and obviously I can get down and that'll be me having my A license. Right, and then straight on to the, the pro license. I don't know I think I might get a year Barry yeah I would I would if I was you it's a long two years is it tough Fergie is it Tom was doing it just Uh, now and he's he's finding it tough there's no any coaching it's all like paperwork and all that sort of stuff and you guys will hate that yeah it's probably all the stuff I've done at the club previously so it should be fairly that should be an easier part of it for me but I think just I'll wait till I get sacked and then I've got a couple of years (laughs) (laughs) Davey can I come and watch you after Covid can I come and watch you train you can do what you want, Si. You what can come in and train. Well, I love it. Thanks very much, mate. I'll definitely but you're come not in. making a contract. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not taking a wage cut to go to Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> and Davey, too, uh, you're no kidding. <laughs> too early to say European football. I heard it on the radio this morning. They were saying, oh, Livy now looking for a place in Europe for next season. I know you'll be thinking, we're in 35 points, Hibs are in 40, Aberdeen in 43, and you've got Aberdeen tomorrow. Guy, back to back. We've got Aberdeen Saturday yep. and Aberdeen Tuesday, so... Uh, big Cosgrove he's away so I don't yep. think he's going to be involved so mm-hmm. fantastic opportunity to go and try and pick points up David an absolute breath of Brilliant. fresh air it's been great yeah, to hear class. from you thanks very much for taking our right. call cheers lad good Top luck man, David. Cheers. Cheers. cheers cheers bye 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 David Martindale I love the, the, the chats you can have with people in football because the respect they have for you and, and you have for them it's different here in Go Radio yeah but I, I really but I like just it. enjoy yeah. I, I just think it's a yeah. great story different angle um, from yeah. obviously what's happened in in a, a previous mm. um, time and he's done his coaching where he started yeah. at, mm. at Broxburn Juniors um, and look what he's doing now and uh, as I said he's got a very very good Livingston team with a lot of very good players as well so he's not changed but he wants you to call him Mr Martindale next time <laughs> <laughs> his team just mirrors him though see when Aye, you see yeah, him speak yeah. enthusiastic no nonsense nah brilliant you love that we're back next the Bull Radio Football Show let's go 
Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and your calls coming on 0808 17 17 700. Where do we start today? So many headlines. Peter Lowell standing down in the summer as chief exec of Celtic after 17 years. Dominic Mackay, the chief operating officer at Scottish Rugby. He's done a great job over a number of years. I know Dominic actually have uh, worked alongside him with Kilt Walker. He was really helpful with us. Uh, it's really good reputation coming into a huge so job he'll know in this summer. Happened, though, Paul. Well, well, he'll know when it's happened, Paul. His life will change as of now. Do you think He's um, he's got it in him to be the the right man. He's a, a special individual, great yep. business brain, mm-hmm. great with people, great at building teams, great at live events. Um, I mean, nobody's but it's a huge job running Celtic is a massive uh, job. But he's got great energy. So he's just forty two years old. Uh, yeah. See, and just what Davey was saying, Paul. So see, when a chief executive goes and he'll it'll be totally up to him to decide on how much money gets spent that year. Have they got a final say on everything? A, a board of directors would tell the chief exec. Here's the parameters, here's the money, here's the budget, and then the chief exec runs the club along with yeah, a good, yeah. strong manager. But it comes from the owner yep. in any company. So it right. comes from the very top, but the chief executive is charged with looking after the Yeah, he the, would, the run, the, the he, he would yeah. run the day, day to day. He would be the main man, but if, if there was any major decision, yep. that's obviously Dermot Desmond that yep. would, would come in. And, and as, as David says, he appointed um, a few managers. Um, the, yeah. la- the latest yeah. one was was Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers, Gordon Strachan, and uh, Martin O'Neill. Yeah, so that's that's the word over the years. But uh, t- to be seventeen years in charge, it, it takes some going, especially in a club. But it, it, as we said, your life changes. Then yeah. I would imagine because you are running one of the two big ones in Glasgow, and this is a madhouse, isn't it? There's no, I don't think there's any. There's not many places in the world with the passion of Celtic Rangers and everything that goes there, on. There's no anywhere in the world no. like no. the west of Scotland when you're involved with Argentina. Because you never hear yeah. a chief exec no. getting. Spoken about as much yeah. as Peter Longwood does, there. No. Well, you think uh, maybe the guy yeah. at Man United, Ed Woodward, Woodward, Woodward yeah. Yeah. but uh-huh. other than that, you yeah. never really hear of, of chief executives. But yeah. it seems like Peter's it's always a goldfish bowl up here, say West of Scotland. And uh, listen, what West of Scotland is, it's football crazy mm. as, as Scotland is. But listen, when anything happens with, with Rangers or Celtic, it's massive news. Yeah, matches tomorrow, Celtic up against St Mirren. We'll hear from Neil Lennon. Most of the chat today was about the chief exec, but it's what's going to happen on the pitch. Uh, they are 23 points behind Rangers. Uh, Dundee United play Hebs, Kilmarnock against St Johnson, and Livy against Aberdeen. And we're on air tomorrow afternoon on Go Radio, the new football show. Two till six. How much are you looking forward to it? Can I wait? What a yeah. weekend. I got my new couch today. Aye. So I'll have a wee cuddle on that tonight. Magic. Try and not grab us too tight this time, friend. <laughs> and say. then the morning we're back in. <laughs> the morning we're I back in. I was wondering here. where he was going <laughs> with that. I was worried. I was seriously worried there. Actually, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Obviously, we've missed Saturday football, so yep. it'll be great to be in here yeah, with you get, boys talking about it. Gives us a fix, doesn't it? Yeah. We, we miss it. I mean, I don't know what you were like last Saturday. I was climbing the walls. I didn't know what to do. But see, when it got to that. Two o'clock period when the, the nerves start to come. I was all over the place. Didn't know what to do. So great that we're in here two to six and we can we can have a good chin wag. That's football. what I like speaking about yeah. the games. Do you know what yeah. I mean? See all the CEOs and COVID and all I'm hopeless with that. I'm, no, you're, no. The more I'll come in the morning. The more I'll come in the morning. Listen, are you know your stuff and Barry too, but it's great. It's learning. Everyone's learning every single day. Yeah. So we'll do the build up two till three. Keep you right up to date with the games and then afterwards hear what you say and maybe speak to some of them. You've got the best contacts book. We might get a wee bit of competition between the two of you. Who can we get after the game? And uh, let's get them on live. Win, lose or draw, let's get some of the, the key people on afterwards. I've already brought my burn yeah. at the table. So oh, you that did? Was, that was a good one. Yeah. Fergie's got a, he's got a bit oh, to go. I've brought loads to the table. You don't need to worry about 
about me. <laughs> my phone and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, you're looking up only get tomorrow. Two or three people in it. Listen, a couple of the headlines we're hearing about two Kilmarnock players have COVID, so that's news coming from Rugby Park. More on that. Uh, Leanne Crichton has retired from international football, so she was with us, Barry, on Wednesday night. So she, she never. Yeah. Um, Never said anything on, on Wednesday night, but I, I knew, like speaking to her, she'd went away uh, the last double header. I think she didn't get much game time. I, I knew it was at the back of her mind. So, listen, she's had a fantastic international career and she can now just concentrate on the domestic stuff with, with Glasgow City when they're back playing football. I know she'll be listening. Will uh, she? And after yeah. she told me her 5k time through Instagram the other day, I'm not surprised that she's chucked it. Oh, what was her 5k time? I think it was about 24, 25. What's your time? beat that? I know. Yeah. Mine's just 19 19, uh-huh. right, okay For 5k Do you not think that yeah, uh, Leanne and Fergie look like br- They could be brother and sister? Yeah. A handsome yeah, brother the, and sister? Yeah, the dark looks could be Yeah, and you could see them <laughs> Fighting over the straighteners, couldn't you? He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something about me <laughs> I know. It has That's, That's a bromance Ant and deck bromance going on here <laughs> Socially distanced, uh, I can tell you Can, can I just yeah. go back to the 5 what, what are you, 5k? 19 minutes Right Your right. boys are then at You say 17, 17 Well, give me three or four weeks What, you can be that? I'm going okay. to try Right okay You're, no, you're playing I'd... weight aren't you Is that right Yep I've, I've yep. dropped two kilos Over the last uh, ten days well. But you, you know It's like you, you get older You probably start to feel A wee bit more aches and pains After you, you go a run It's it's tough when you get older But listen I, I still enjoy Keeping fit So what you know What's your waist 36 <laughs> <laughs> It's always been a 32 mate 32 you good We kicked off at 5 with the news that Alfredo Morelos has been handed down a 3 match ban after the stamp on Ryan Porteous the other night at Easter Road so I, Yeah I think it's surprised. the correct decision yeah. Paul he needs, to, he, need, he needs to calm it because as we say either he's going to stay at Rangers or he's going to go he's going to make it difficult for himself either way and what what worry is that if a guy like Stephen Gennard kind of you know the presence that he's got and the name that he's got in football if he kind of sit you down Numerous times, five, six times, he sat him down and says, "Come on, get your head straight." And it, and if he can't change you, then you'd worry that other managers could. So he really needs to have a good look at himself because he's, he's he's got a chance to be part of a very successful Rangers team. You know, they're still in Europe. He doesn't want to be sitting watching games due to the fact that he can't keep his discipline. You know, Rangers need him this year. They've still got a lot to play for this year, and they need Alfredo Morelos to behave because, as I say, when he's in the team, he makes Rangers a much better team for me. Yeah, he's definitely a risk. I think it's one of them. The manager will sit down with the coaching staff and think, is it a risk worth taking? I, I do. I'll be honest with you. I, I think Morelos and a Rangers team, Rangers are a far better team. Um, but he does need to try and channel it. That's twice now this season. The, the incident at Dundee United, and then Wednesday night against Hibs. Um, I, I like his aggressive side yeah. but as I said he, he needs to learn to, to do it at the right times and look I'm going to sit here and kid them on it it was a definite red card for me but I'll go on to it so was McGregor's as well sure. see yep. when you get that with a, a player Fergie do you, does there come a time where you just go right I've had enough of you there will come a time I, I, I think look you've got to give him the, the benefit of the doubt at times he's still look in, in terms of age he's not the He's, he's no young but he's 23 years of age he has got to learn and do you know what I think it'll go against him as we mentioned earlier if he's wanting to go to the next level managers clubs yeah. might look at it and think is he a, a is he a risk they might why, think why that. Jinky does it Jinky I think he just constantly gets in a battle with the centre half mm-hmm. I think they're at each other the full game no yeah, matter who he I is think, he's playing against I think when you watch him playing I think if you, you look at the centre half he plays against they don't enjoy it No, they don't enjoy playing against them. No. Um, but as I says, he just needs to channel it. He's frustrating. He frustrates me, but there's no doubt he's a very good centre forward. Mm. What would have happened if he had got the red card, Barry? 
Rangers would have been 10 men for a good part of the game but that, that's the thing he, again he's got to think he, he can't be selfish think mm. of your teammates you, you're in a great run you're going for a, a title um, you, you're in a great position if he did get sent off you never know what way the game could have went so he, he runs the risk of that um, so that's the thing that I'm sure will frustrate not just the Rangers manager and the coaching staff his teammates will, will, will be frustrated with it here's George a Rangers fan on the line hi George good evening Hi, good evening again, guys. How are you doing? Good, 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 thanks, George. What, what's yeah. on your mind tonight about Rangers? Um, just a, a few things. I know you probably need to cut to the news, so I'll be quite quick. Um, Nosey stuff, didn't he, George? Yeah. <laughs> just a quick one in regards to Alfie. I know you're saying it may devalue him uh, in regards to his um, disciplinary, etc. Um, but there's loads of players out there that are top players who have got a terrible disciplinary. I can think of, you know, Suarez, um, you know, Costa, you know. I think football ability always comes through and I think Rangers will get top notch for him. I'm, I'm not worried about that. On on his forum, he's a, he's a brilliant wee player. You know what I mean? He just needs to get that out of his game. Will he get it out of his game? I don't think so. And if you take it out of his game, do you get the same kind of player? Mm. We'll I said that, I said that yeah. George. Look, he, he plays... Uh, on plays, the edge. On yeah. the edge, yeah. And I'll, that's what I like about him. And as I says. That's when, as a manager, you need to sit down and, and say to yourself, is he worth worth that risk? I do believe he is, because, yeah. as I said, when he's in that Rangers team, Rangers are a far better team for me. I think, I agree, you know, Costa is the exact same type of player, wouldn't he? And you wouldn't take that out of his game, Suarez is the same, but I think the guys, I think VAR as well, especially, if Morelos is going to go down to England, Fergie, VAR, exactly, you know, you need to be on your best behaviour now. I get what you're saying when Costa and Suarez won the Premier League five years ago, but I don't think you get away with it as much now. And I think top managers will look at that, I really do. But I agree, I think he's a top player. You know, if Davy Proven was spotting for me, anything outside the top six in England, I think you take my He's frustrating, there's no doubt. Sometimes he becomes a bit lackadaisical on the pitch with his touch and his link-up play, but you see when he's firing, there's no many, no many better strikers about. You've seen it with Barry, his goal. Barry, um, I think I think a Europe, don't get... You know what it's like up here. You know yourself, right? We're a bit more rough and tumble up here. Mm. You don't get fouls for getting pushed or getting a wee knock, and I think that frustrates the life of them because you know what the South Americans culture's like. I think an actual European league, league would suit him. I don't think England would suit him. See, going to France or maybe Spain when he's getting the fouls for mm-hmm. getting wee knocks and things. I think his frustration will lessen a bit, and you'll probably see he won't get as many sending offs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but um, I agree with you, George. But I think he likes that side of it. Mm. He enjoys I, it. He enjoys I mean, you the. Get, you get the fouls in the European leagues. Yeah, you don't get here, Barry. You know that yourself. Aye, and but he enjoys the, the rough and tumble of the, the Scottish football. I mean, if you watch him, he enjoys coming up against big tower and centre halves. Oh, he he, he loves it. George, you're right, the news is coming, but you've got a question, I think, for Barry and Sai. Yeah. Sai, it's Sai. How you doing, Sai? Right, <laughs> no, you're a big Celtic man, mate, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll tie you right. <laughs> Go for it. At least when we win the league at party, there won't be people jumping off the old stands and things like that, mate. I've just seen there, because of that Dundee United fixture's been moved, if Rangers and Celtic get the same results, Rangers can win the league at Parkhead. What do you think of that, mate? Would that just rub the ultimate super salt into the wounds? You're talking about sea salt here, mate. Do you know what I mean? Would that all just be... Crystal, wouldn't it? Honestly. <laughs> right, Paul, get hit the news on you. <laughs> Thanks, George. <laughs> si, it's a good point. Rangers Dundee United has been switched to the 21st uh, of February. So, no, listen, Rangers deserve to win the league. Sure. You know, where that is, that's wherever the fixtures fall. Celtic will need to 
need to take that take their medicine. You know, they've gave it out plenty in the past. They've they've been on Rangers have been on the other end, they deserve it this year. Say like I've had nine nine great years. Um these players now need to look and say, right, there's a right good Rangers side across the road. Yep. They deserve the league this year, no doubt about it. We need to come back stronger next year. Every single one of them needs to be on their game next year because if Rangers keep this form up, as Fergie says, you can see them going and dominating for two and three years because they're all at a good age. Yep. I can see the manager sticking in for two or three years mm-hmm. and you expect Rangers to get stronger yeah, in the summer as well. Can I just say about that game on Wednesday night, I love that performance. I mean, you just Absolutely. look at the, conduct, the, yeah. the pitch was an ideal. I know it's the same for two the two teams but I, I just loved it. I'm seeing a total different side and seeing that final whistle went, you see, you've seen what it meant the Rangers players they were celebrating because they knew how hard a place and a difficult place it is to go to and what about George's point briefly they could win it at Celtic yeah, Park l- listen there's no better thing than winning titles you, you win it at your rivals mm. I mean that's stuff that I mean, I'm sure the guys would, would love but Rangers need to maintain their form George thanks for the call we're back after the news feel the heat of the game the crunching tackles the near misses and diving headers feel the drive from the sidelines feel the passion of your captain feel the celebrations feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited for more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns renewable energy and more visit opc-ltd.uk The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go. So Rangers way out in front the question is when are they going to seal the title 2020-2021 One goal victory over Hibs the other night we've been speaking about Alfredo Morelos and uh, the three match ban but what about his goal and afterwards the manager spoke about the striker We looked after him uh, at the weekend after 60 minutes because we knew he would have had to put a right shift in for the team tonight I thought he was really selfless in his work rate Some of us hold the play was a bit mixed at times but just having him on the pitch he's a real threat and he causes problems so again he's um, he's come up with a real big goal for us Took the goal well Barry Ferguson? Yeah he sure did and I agree with the manager saying that I, I, I said it just before we went to the, the news he, he's frustrating mm-hmm. at, at times I, I thought he became a bit sloppy during the game but he came up with the, the piece of magic to, to score the goal and, and that's what he brings to the team just the disappointing thing is he's ill discipline um, but listen for me He's still a top striker. Do you know what was good about the goal as well, Fergie? He, he, it's him that runs the channel in the first place. Yep. He drags yep. Portis out, he runs the channel. He then shows good hold-up play, plays it back to David. He doesn't stand still, which Portis does. Portis stands still, and that's the difference between top players and decent players. Morelos is on the move again. Portis should either go him or step up. Lovely. Steve Davis is wee boring. And then again, I've said Rangers players comfortable on the ball. Aribo's wee touch. Fergie's yep, brilliant. The couple of wee touches before it... It's, Devil's ball into him. It was a real good team goal. Oh, yeah. um, uh, the only thing that sometimes that worries me with Morelos in terms of his goal scoring is when he's got time to think. But he's done it now a few times this season. He had a bit of time there, but I thought his, his first touch yeah. into towards the goal was excellent, and his finish past the goalkeeper was was superb. It's a really strong performance. Uh, it's a tough place to go. You know, Hibs are never going to make it easy for you. Um, we knew it weren't going to be pretty with the conditions and, and the pitch. But um, the players have stood up and posted a real important performance for us. And the performance of Hillander? Mm. I think when the team's confident, um, it always helps coming in. We're trying to manage Phil and Leon, they're very important. We need four centre-halves over the, the course of a season. Um, but the players are playing with belief and there's real clarity on what we're asking them to do. Uh, and we're demanding a lot from them. So at the same time, by doing that, I have to praise them a lot as well. And tonight they were outstanding to a man. Yeah, Hillander. Really impressed, you know. I don't think he's the quickest. I've always said you need your centre back stuff pace, but 
when you read the game the way he does you know that, that makes up for it so he doesn't need to get in situations where he's in a foot race I thought he defended these 18 yard box really well because I didn't think Barisek defended Cadden that well I think there's quite a lot of box crosses coming out the box but Halander defends his 18 yard box really well Be- and that's what you get from him yeah best player on the pitch for me really impressed that I watched uh, the full game in, in Saturday against Ross County he was really good thought he was a top man um, on Wednesday night and it's his as Sideo says his positional sense mm. Because he's not blessed with a lot of pace, um, but I just loved it. he was putting his his body on the line with blocks, and I just loved a minute to go. His header, yeah. um, great defending, a great performance. But I, I was really impressed overall with Rangers. It's a just with the conditions of the pitch or whatever. It was um, a real good um, three points to get. I thought Kamara was was out, especially second half. You know, in tight hey, areas on that pitch, a you, couple of times. Do you know what he's so good at? Fergie's first touch takes him away yep. from the guy that's up against him because. You know Scottish football You didn't get a minute So your first touch Needs to be really good And he just always seems To take his first touch Away from where the guy's Going to come yep. And then he plays forward now You know I thought quite a lot Last year he'd play Backwards and sideways Now he looks to get The ball through Into strikers Feet into Kent I think that's what He's really improved See a lot of people Are, are saying about Morelos, Kent Barisic Tavernier He's the one I'd be worried about That yeah. somebody's going to Come in and, and... Kamara Yeah but yep. I mean Listen <laughs> You, you can talk all sorts of money for him mm-hmm. the, the way he's performing It just impresses me He's got better and better mm-hmm. um, As he says he, he just does some things with a ball That I'm, I'm like wow So he is becoming a main main player for, for Rangers And again a clean sheet I love clean sheets It's always a, a positive to take away uh, We got some really important blocks in in the first half We defended crosses really well um, And we limited them uh, to very few chances really over the course of the game I thought we had a lot of control tonight over the pitch I thought the subs that we added to the game were very important and um, Alfredo's done what he does and popped up with a, uh, a crucial goal for us we've got a week now we haven't got a game at the weekend so we'll give the players a, a bit of time to, to recover and then um, we'll come back in and prepare as hard as we can and as diligent as we can for the St Johnson test at home Unusual, isn't it, to have a week off virtually Rangers midweek against St Johnson? Nothing this weekend. Yeah, well, they've had um, two games in, in five days there, mm. so I, I would guess he would give them a couple of days off to uh, recover. Um, they'll be back in at the weekend and, and make sure they're, they're ready for, for next Wednesday. It's a tough test, St Johnson. St Johnson are, are going pretty well, but Rangers in a real good place this moment in time. You, you can see he still makes a couple of changes and it doesn't um, affect the way they play. And Hibs played well. You know, it's not like Hibs never went there and played well. I thought Hibs were really good. I thought Nisbet and, and Dodge were a real handful. You know, I think Hibs need to go with the two up front at the time. Do you, know what I was, do you know what I was thinking about during the game? Jack Ross must be watching that and thinking, where were they at the weekend? I know. There's, there's a semi final, a cup here. We've got a real opportunity to go into the final. They don't perform, maybe the first half hour of the, the semi final. Then the rest there at St Johnson dominated for me, and then I, I what agree is that with you. Then, Fergie? Is that a manager? Or is that? Is that I, I just, I just think it's a different type of pressure. I think they were under pressure. They were favourites to win the semi final, and I think it affects. They don't like being the favourites, do no. they? No. How do you, how do you get past it? Then do you need to sign players who have won things? But that's hard for a Hibs to go and do, isn't it? It is, it is difficult. Um, but he needs to find players who, when they're put under a bit of pressure, can handle it. Because mm. let's be honest, Hibs are a big club. Hibs should be aiming to get to cup finals Hibs should be aiming to try and break that um, into that top two yeah 
OK, Hebbs at Dundee United tomorrow, Celtic at home to St Mirren. Scott Brown was speaking to the media today and he was asked about the legacy of the chief exec, Peter Lowell. His legacy is bringing all the players through, the young players, giving them that opportunity of using uh, Lennox Town to put them into the first team. People like Kieran and seeing them going down England and doing extremely well as well. Seeing us winning trophies from when he first came in to now, we're in a fantastic position. He tries to push us on as far as he possibly can and he comes in here, he's got a great, great attitude to come in chat with the lads and he's always got time for us as well and for a CEO to have that come in and sit down with the lads whenever he wants it's it's something the lads love as well Simon you saw some of that first hand when you were at Celtic yeah I thought one of his best decisions was he put Tommy in his head of youth it was Peter that put Tommy Burns in his head of youth and um, I remember signing my deal my mum and dad coming down for Glasgow uh, four year deal and uh, Tommy met him at Celtic Park had a meal with mum and dad and then went to Peter's office to sign and Tommy was giving it the old part of this guy, this boy will make us a fortune. And then obviously, like every time I'd seen Peter, he's saying, When are you going to make us a fortune? But I, was, I wasn't doing well. So I said, I'll be making you teas and coffees, no, making you a fortune soon. But anyway, obviously, Tommy died. And uh, it's, it's the impression of people, I think people get a Peter that he's cold and standoffish. I found it totally different. And he was brilliant with me when Tommy died in terms of the funeral, all the younger boys. And then I went to Swindon that, that next year. I went down to Swindon. Uh, got to the playoff final single-handedly took them to the playoff final it was magnificent that year, <laughs> and then I'm sitting in my room the night before playing at Wembley me and my, my roommate and my phone rang never never recognised the number but I was uh, I was texting a lot of girls at that time so I thought I'd better answer this and it was Peter phoned us and said uh, what you wearing no he never said that he said um, just to let you know that uh, to wish you all the best tomorrow and just to let you know that Tommy would be really proud of you and do you know what I mean that and I remember nearly they're like greeting in my room just and Peter uh, well, just had a, a big chat saying, do you know what uh, that's a but people didn't see touch. that side Fergie do you yeah. know what I mean uh-huh. it's a special touch it's a nice touch and do you know what that would have gave you a good bit of motivation but do you know what yeah, I, I went out and had an absolute shocker so it never, <laughs> never does any good <laughs> you've told us that that's a great story Si your memory of Peter Law because people don't see that they you know we've all got public face in his case at the moment it's been really really tough but it's good to hear the kindness of uh, Peter yeah, for look, listen, he, being he, at Celtic and like, he doesn't need to take the time out if he's inside and you know what it just shows you that he, he, he thought a lot of him and he, he remembered them as, as I just mentioned there a young a young man signing a, a contract he, and he phones him up and wishes him all the best Especially as you didn't make him any money, did you? No, well, I don't think I got him 250 what? grand. Oh, did you? No bad, eh? Wow. Is that what Swindon paid for you? Uh, crazy, isn't it? Worst oh. 250 grand ever spent. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> 250 quid. We've got another Simon on the line uh, from Dumbreck, a Celtic fan. Simon, good evening. Hi there, thanks for having me. Not at all, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? What are you thinking about it all? Um, I I think it was a bit of a shock this morning when I, when I heard the news and just kind of pinching myself because it's one of those things I know I'm... Probably the worst time for me to come on and slate Lobo right after Simon just talked about <laughs> how the guy is. For that. Um, but uh, no, I genuinely, it, it does feel like a bit of light at the end of the tunnel after what this season's been. Um, I know you're kind of alluding there to the fact that he brought some people through. You know, obviously he was responsible for putting things in motion to get. And we've developed a lot of players like, like McGregor, Forrest, Tierney. And we have signed some players that we've sold on, Dembele, Van Dijk, but overall the recruitment's not really been that great. I think looking back at Lowell's time this season, kind of, um, it's kind of a met- metaphor really for all of it. It's just a bit of a shambles to be fair. Um, I don't think it's. Uh, I, I'm to be fair. I'm, to summarise, I'm rambling now, but to summarise, I'm quite. <laughs> I don't happy. worry, mate. I do it every night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Sometimes there's a time, Simon, in Dunbreck for things to change and the, the, the era comes and goes. And I think younger fans think things will go on forever. Nothing lasts forever. And for Peter Lowell, it's not the way he thought it would finish, Simon, but it, it, it looks as though that is going to be the case. You know, Rangers are going to win it. And Rangers are doing you know, lots of things that Celtic have done. But not, I just listening there to you know clean sheets, for example. You hear the defenders, Balogun and Hollander, how it's working for them. And then you think of the Celtic defence all over the pitch. The manager now, Stephen Gerrard, everyone wants to know about it. Neil Lennon gets virtually nothing but criticism now. It is time for change at your club, isn't it? Top to bottom. Aye, definitely. Top to bottom. I think that this year's just been shambolic. I genuinely can't remember any football club in my memory having such a disjointed connection from top to bottom, be the fans, the players. There's nothing before. And I know the, like obviously this season having an impact, but it's, it's impacted every club. I know Lennon came out and said that Celtic have, or whoever, Lennon or Laurel said Celtic have been you know, impacted more than other clubs, but that's just a lack of preparation for me. And at the end of the day, that's solely responsible to the board. And I think it's time for a, um, I think it's time for new faces right throughout the club. But see, in terms of the money thing, if they've not got a fifty million pound wage budget, yeah. how can you say that they didn't spend money? What, what's Rangers' wage budget? Celtic will be a lot more. Yep. Spent more money yep. transfer wise in the summer as well. Mm-hmm. So, how can you label that that they've no they've no spent money? Simon, I think. I, I think that you're spending money, but it's not always the right money we're spending. You know, sometimes if you go back and look at the ins and outs of the transfer windows that Celtic have had over the last decade, some of the transfer windows are laughable. Players were bringing in for big, well, relatively big money in Scotland. They're playing a couple of games, they're getting fished out on loan, and then they're leaving a Bosman or they go to some other club, and that's what we're spending our money on. Those are the players that are meant to come in and change seasons. We should have had a team built over the last 10 years, and it felt as if this window... It's almost like we're panic buying now looking back at it. So, like, we've spent the money 100%, but um, I think that all comes down to preparation, as I said, and I don't think we're prepared for this season. And at the end of the day, that kind of comes down to the uh, the chief executive and the the management. It comes down to recruitment. Okay, I would say head of recruitment, that yeah, is fair but enough. It, it comes down to recruitment of the players and how well the players fit into the, the, the style you play. And it's been evident that the recruitment in the Rangers side is, is what spot on. And the Celtic recruitment in the summer's not been good enough. You think they've spent what nine million on Edward? I think in Cham was five million. Turnbull was four and a half million. Barkas, Julian was seven million. Yeah. Barkas was five million. Ayeti three and a half. Ayeti five. I think. Kamala three and a half. So they've spent money. Where Rangers have been better is Rangers have spent fifty grand on Glenn Kamara and got free transfers. Now does that come down to a chief executive or does that come down to a head of recruitment? We didn't get to know these things, so it's hard to it's hard to criticise. Chief exec doesn't sign players. So it's the head of recruitment. Yep. Right. So the money's you've, you've I've just told you ten players that have cost over nearly over five million quid. That's a lot for Scottish football. Rangers have not done that. But what they have done better is signed players that fit. I've said it before that fit their system and fit in the way that Stephen. There's been a longer term plan at Rangers. You can you can clearly see that. Simon, you clearly think deeply about it. You think a lot about it. Who do you think could come in as manager then? Whenever Neil Lennon goes, who would you like to see in the dugout at Celtic? Uh, for a very, very tough task, I'd probably say Cy Ferry can make the Ferguson family quite likeable, which is an impossible task. But, um, <laughs> no, That's I, no bad for you, Simon. <laughs> I'd quite like Eddie Howe. I think somebody who he would carry a bit of stature about him. He's been, you know, he, he's built Bournemouth up, and a lot of people throw the relegation thing about. But what he's done before that, he's taken them through leagues. He's, he's brought his own system in, and he's well respected. And 
he looks up to Brendan Rodgers and he has a lot of conversations with Brendan Rodgers. I think that's the kind of style um, that we should really be looking to. See, I, I, I hear quite a lot of people saying, oh, I don't know if it's... A, I, I think if the job becomes available, and let's be respectful of Neil Lennon still in the job, if it becomes available, I think it's a an opportunity that loads of managers... Would want to go and try. But, is it, but are the top managers, yeah. Fergie. That's what. That's it, it comes down to whether they're going to dig deep and, and um, going back the manager. Because anyone who's a, a top manager will be wanted in the Premier League, and the money that they'll get as a Premier League manager. Uh, it does. It comes into salary. Yeah. Look, we all know us up here. We can't yeah. compete with it. The money it's it's on show down in the, the English Premier League and even the Championship. Mm-hmm. There's there's no but, way we can compete with that. But I I still think it's a a job that managers even. If they're not in a job and managers that are in a job, yeah. I think it's an attractive one for them. And Eddie Howe is out of work. He might not be for long, Si, but also look at Brendan Rodgers. He'd left Liverpool. He'd been away for, well, when did he go? October yeah. of 2015. Came to Celtic in the June of 2016. He wasn't working. Yeah, but I think a lot of it was that, that he was a Celtic fan, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone that Celtic have had from the Premier League, Martin O'Neill was a Celtic fan. Tony Mowbray had an affiliation with him. He was a, he yeah. was a, a, a bright young yeah. manager in the Premier League. Celtic got him because he was an ex-player as well. So... I agree with Fergie is we know it's a massive job and it's an attractive job but I just think with the money that you can earn in the Premier League anyone who's a top manager which Celtic fans are wanting if they're wanted in the Premier League for me they're going they want to test themselves against guys like Klopp and Guardiola they, managers do you, outside of Scotland want to manage in the Premier League yeah, do you reel Neil Lennon out? Ah, Simon that's a good question for Simon Aye, I think that the time the time's come and gone for that I think that you know he's two spells at the club and whether you know a new board coming in, I don't know if anything would change. I think it's just got to a point where fresh out the ideas, and I think whoever comes in, hopefully we can attract a big name. Rangers were able to go out and get Gerrard, and I'd hate to give them credit for it, but they went and got Gerrard and had a plan for it, and they stuck by him, and they let him develop his own style of play, bringing his own players, and it's worked for them. We need to get somebody in who's going to do that. So Simon, you would rather a clean slate? Yep. I think a clean slate, and we can build towards actually, you know the next three, four, five years having to make an impact in Europe and fulfil the potential that we, we probably should have been hitting for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Ger- Ger- it's Gerard's first job, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's why he's, mm-hmm. he's went to Rangers. But because but of his stature... Would take the risk of taking mm-hmm. somebody on their first job? I, I don't but, think they see, would. See, the thing is, you've got to give the, the Rangers board credit. Oh, they, yeah, they've yeah, backed yeah. him. Mm-hmm. They've backed him. I know the, the first two seasons were difficult and, and Celtic deserved to win the, the league. There's no doubt about it. But this year... Again, they went and put their hand in their pocket. Mm. When he seen a player that he identified, they went and gave him the yep. the money to go and get him. And they gave him the time as well. Simon, w- would uh, Frank Lampard work for you? Good question. I think I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't um, turn my nose at it. I think if he was to come in and be given the resources and mm. given the time, yeah. he would absolutely work. But I think the thing at the moment is that given what this season has ended up being. I think the Celtic fans are rightly so deserving a bit of a quick result, a quick turnaround. Rangers aren't going to just chuck it away next season. You know, they're looking stronger and stronger. We're looking weaker and weaker. We need somebody to come in, have immediate impact. I don't know if Frank Lampard's going to do that right away. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd probably yeah. take him to be fair. It would be box office. Simon, thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks for making the switch to the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Caroline James and Charlotte tuned in in Hamilton. And Sai, 
I gave Barry the news the other night. We're up to over 350,000 downloads now. Tremendous. Good news, isn't it? Uh, I didn't expect any less for us, Paul. Do you know what I mean? Second top. Well, we, we, no, I can't say that, but we are. It's, it's going good to up see those listeners in Hamilton. It? It's, it's great, yeah. I can vouch for that. Indeed. When I'm in yeah. the, um, the supermarket, yep. should I say. People come up to you? Yep, and say we're listening to the, the Go Football show, which is great. They come up and say, can you Only on a Monday and a Friday. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they come up to me all the time and say, can you fill the shelves over there? <laughs> 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 I'm the kind of assistant. You need manager. a ladder if you want to do that. You couldn't reach the shelves. <laughs> James, we'll take that out for the podcast. Thank you. Brilliant. Go Radio Football Show. Well, you know the headlines already, so we'll keep going. There's so many calls coming in, so many speaking. People want to talk about uh, Morellas, they want to talk about McGregor, they want to talk about Lowell what's Barry? he laughing at what are you thinking <laughs> I love it <laughs> I love it <laughs> and we're on tomorrow afternoon 2 till mm. 6 Saturday afternoon the Go Radio football show is there pies and bovrils oh, what do you want in I'm going to uh, go and pies and some stuff in be right okay uh, yeah I, okay. I, yeah. I like yum yums do you like yum yums oh, yum yum would be nice yeah, yeah. Oh, I love yum yums oh, yeah, yeah. Going to be, um, oh, I was going to see a, a McGee's. No, McGee, they need to be McGee's, mate. Oh, sorry, McGee's. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to mention a small place in High Blantyre, but that could have been the end of a career if I'd mentioned Jinxies. Yeah. So we're going to take some more of your calls now. Oh, that's why I was asking, do you want, but you two are athletes, you won't want pies. Saturday, and, oh, you, oh, you, we, okay. we, well, Monday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's when we go wild. Red that's wine, it. donuts, yum yums, you name it. The match is tomorrow then to have alongside you Celtic against St Mirren, Dundee United Hibs, Kilmarnock against St Johnson, and Livy against. Aberdeen uh, Neil Lennon as you were saying is still the manager at Celtic it's difficult when people are on talking it must be when somebody says you know that it should be this one or that one doing your job uh, Neil Lennon was asked uh, about uh, the legacy of the chief exec Peter Lowell well you know you, you've got you know three Champions League last 16s uh, 13 league titles you know a quadruple treble you've got Barcelona you've got Man United you've got Lazio you've got Van Dijk you've got Wanyama you've got Foster you've got Tierney you've got all these players who have come in and bellies, you know, enhanced the club on the field and then left the club for a vast amount of money. And you know, when you put that into perspective and when you actually lay it down, it's it's phenomenal the work that he's put into the club. And you look around the stadium, the walkways, you know, it's mm. absolutely beautiful. The stadium's in magnificent condition. So I wouldn't say yeah, well Dominic has big shoes to fill. I've seen the club in a lot worse stress than it is now. That's the uh, new Some record good summary, that, isn't it? Is. Yeah. When you hear it, and when you hear him just explain it like that, Lennox, and Lennox Town as well, mm-hmm. Fergie. Yep. You brought Lennox Town as well, didn't you? But yep. you just think the players, I mean, Van Dyke, what, what did they bring Van Dyke in for? Um, Four million pounds, yeah. five million pounds. Yep. What a piece of business that is. Um, and you just mentioned there the wee PS was yesterday, 11.5 million for Jeremy Frimpong. Uh, and two and a half, three years ago, 300,000 pounds. Yeah. Uh, they bought him in for so I, I think that's a, a brilliant piece of business I'll be honest with you look he had a lot of potential mm. still had to work on quite a few things and listen when a player comes what Neil Lennon's been open and spoke about he wanted to go and try something different to go and negotiate a, a fee of that which um, I think is an unbelievable fee I, I was surprised I was shocked at the the size of the mm. fee Just um, especially for somebody whose football boots turn into Timberland boots in the final third <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a German. I think the coaching across there is, is top class. So can you teach that how to cross a ball? I don't think you can. Yeah, but yeah, listen, what you've got to do is you've got to go out and spend hours in the training yeah. field. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you've got to want to do it yourself. He, he must know himself that that was one thing that he had to work on was his final ball. And, and do you know what? Go and take a bag of balls and go down mm. the corner of a pitch and go and 
whip in Well you're running at pace That's the thing yeah, isn't it but, yeah, yeah but go and do that And spend 45 minutes 60 minutes mm-hmm. um, Yourself on the training ground and, and go and work at it It's decision making I think you can improve your cl- crossing But ultimately your decision making that's the player that you are I think he needs to improve on that decision making at times you could see that he didn't even lift his head at times but that comes with being a young a young player the more games he plays as I say the more coaching that he gets he'll improve on that what they didn't bank on was a table that would look like this in January the last few days of January Rangers after 26 matches are 72 points Celtic after 23 are 49 so that, that and that's been the story of the season uh, Rangers playing so well yeah, playing so well and the record, 23 wins and 3 draws I think they've conceded only 7 goals um, is uh, what an unbelievable achievement I don't think Rangers are getting the credit they deserve if I'm being honest a lot's made Celtic are having a poor season and yep, they are by their standards but I think Rangers forum has been phenomenal in the, in the league Shall we give them some now then? Some more? Because on the line is Mark in Greenock a Rangers fan Mark, good evening Guys, how you doing? Nice to, nice to talk to you. Good, right, thanks Mike. for phoning Go Radio. How you doing? Not bad, yep. not bad. Just want to say quickly, I love listening to Ed Stag show as well. And oh, Barry Ferguson, I've always listened. Top I'm man, watch, cheers, mate. We're not watching him, so yeah. we're not watching him, so we're a bit of an idol as well, so it's really bad and everything. Oh, fantastic. Now me? you know how I feel every every day sitting with me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> nervous sitting next to him. Barry, there's Mark. Yep. What, what do you want to say to Barry and to Si, Mark? Um, see, I don't know. I've heard he's talking about obviously saying Alfredo Morelos is what a player and what have you. Yeah. But see, watching Rangers in the last few weeks and last season, really, when they're playing good football, it's all quite patient, and then it goes to Morelos and it just breaks down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're getting the ball and he's trying to pass it, and it wasn't the game the other day, he passed it. To the moves break, the moves break down constantly when it went to him. I must have got the goal, but I was just. I, Hold up, please. Horrendous. Yeah, Matt, I'd, I'd mentioned it earlier on the show. That's one thing that does frustrate me about um, Morelos. Um, I, I just think sometimes it's lack of concentration with him. I think when he's, I mean, I've seen games this year when he, he's been spot on in terms of his link up play, but I agree with you. And Wednesday night against Tubbs, he was frustrating me at times um, with his link up play, but then into the second half he comes up with that bit of magic with the, with the finish that's what he can do and as I say sometimes the manager will sit back and think right do you know what what way are we going to go up top and I, I honestly believe even if he's having an off game I do like him in the Rangers team I, I do think they're a, a better team I don't know if, if you agree with me I know he's frustrating his discipline at times is annoying um, and I get where you're coming from I don't uh, think he enjoys doing that fair. I don't think he enjoys dropping deep in Lincoln play. I think he likes to run channels I, I don't think I'll be honest with you I don't think like technically he's not the best yeah. but do you know what it is he's an absolute pest to centre-halves and he can score goals I think when he's playing against Kent and whoever's playing right more space because mm-hmm. he does want to run channels takes the defence battle it's Kent and whoever else has come inside and get on the ball a lot more I think I, I do think he's Im- he's improved Yeah, he's definitely improved as a player under, under Gerrard um, but I, I get where, where Mark's coming from he can, he can be frustrating in terms of his link-up play But I, I, I think sometimes that just comes down to Lack of concentration, Will Mark Yeah, thanks very much guys But uh, just to ask you a question as well I'll just kind of on your plate as well Sometimes I think he's playing a different role now Because he's dropping deeper Just yeah. so the other two like the, the one of the threes can, They can go beyond him now So I think maybe that's changed that a wee bit as well He wasn't doing as much link-up play before But just to ask you a question if Morelos was a player in your team, like for instance Barry Ferguson, when you played for, when you were played for Rangers and all the leagues you were winning things, like that, imagine if he was doing the things that, like he did against Hibs the other day. How how would you deal with that? How would you deal with that, Simon, as well? 
You like that film? You were a bit of a hothead though, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, listen, I don't mind that, but I, I think you've got to control it. I, the odd time you're going to, listen, you'll get the red mist, and, and I totally get that, and the heat of the moment in a game, it, it's different. Look, he, he would frustrate me, there's no doubt. Um, I would. You would need to put an arm round him and, and have a chat with him, but listen, at the end of the day, it comes down to him. He's the only one that can change himself. I'm sure the managers try to do it. I'm sure his teammates, the leaders in the team, i.e., Griegsy, Tavernier, Golson, Devo, I'm sure they would have had a chat with me. Look, frustrating, but I enjoy watching him. I enjoy I like him. It's mad you go on all these badges and you, you do these coaching courses, but nobody uh, prepares you for dealing with a guy like Alfredo Morelos. No. So it'll be tough for Stephen Gerrard. He's mm. in his first job. He's got a guy who's so important to the team. I don't care what anyways, he's a better player with them in the team. Mm. But he also gives you that in discipline. And it's a tough one. Like Fergie says, there's only so many times you can put your arm around somebody. I think sooner or later, if you can get a replacement in, you need to wash your hands. If it continues to happen, you need to wash your hands. Because it leaks tighter. This, this could kill Rangers. Yeah, I mean, I've, look, I've done it myself. I've got myself in trouble and get sent off and it's killed my teammates. And it's when you actually go in that dress room yourself and sit down and, and think, God, they come in maybe they've dropped two points or even three points at a time. End of the day, you've let your teammates down and you've let the fans down, the, the most important people. So that's something that sometimes people may say is a bit selfish at times. Um, and again, I, I just... Uh, it's just frustrating. But, but on the flip side, he's also won you games, single-handedly. Yeah, yeah, we had one. Like Fernando Ricks, I could see Red Mass coming down him and him at times. You know what I mean? You could see he was ready to go and... And clatter into somebody or, or yeah. do something. And I've had it myself when somebody's been nipping at you for 60 minutes. Sometimes you, you're like, right, listen, I'll need to try and maybe put one on him. And <laughs> I mean, in a professional yeah. way, but he kind of does it in front of everybody. You know what it's like now? The, the amount of cameras inside the stadium now, you're never going to get away with it. It's also, there's no need for that the other night. There wasn't any need for it. No, there, there was it no need for it. You know, it no. And it, can, <laughs> it could damage somebody's career. Well, it's one of the yeah. ones where, uh, again, lucky the ref didn't see it. We've all seen it ourselves and I think, I don't know if Mark agrees, uh, us three in here, I think it's a red card. Yeah. If he gets sent off, it could be a different game. Rangers yep. could lose, they could lose a bit of momentum, it could give Celtic a bit of confidence. So I, that's what he's got to think. He's think got to think of the, yep. the team first and foremost. That's the most important thing. See, if you asked other Rangers players, would you prefer Morelos in your team? I would guarantee that every one of them would prefer him. Because he's, he's, he's a guy that goes out and he's on it every game. You know, as I say, even when he's not having a good game, you get these players that are not having good games and they shy away. And, but he still takes the ball. You know, we're saying sometimes his link-up plays no great, Fergie, but he still shows. Mm -hmm. He still takes the ball. He's brave. He's a brave footballer, and he works his his backside off. And one thing that that, that doesn't affect is is his will to get in the box and score goals. It's just that I'm sitting watching the game with my two boys the other night, and I'm, I knew right. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. If the ref sees that, it's just sending off. Thankfully, at that stage, the ref didn't see it, and he went on, and he eventually won the game for Rangers with a. A great finish, a great move. Let's be honest with you. Yeah. Inside, we're speaking about it, wasn't it? It was a fantastic yeah, yeah. move. And Started I, and finished it. He says, he says hold up plays no great, but he starts that. Mark, his first touch and towards goal that made that opportunity happen. Mark, would you give him that the credit for that? Oh, his goal and everything. See when he takes it, even like, he takes his goal well and everything. But there was other times he was running through and goal, and you've seen him. He thought, right, just get a shot away, I'll keep going. Mm -hmm. But it just seems to get a ball caught on his feet, nearly falling over it. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's what Barry was saying a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I honestly think, Mark, I'll be honest with you, I think it's a lack of concentration, mm -hmm. man, at times. I think he, he takes his, his mind off the game at times. What's he thinking about? 
I don't know. I know. What, I, I know the one that Mark's talking about. I was. I was Imagine. watching it when he's through. I'm like, right, hit it first time, and he he goes and takes an extra one and two touches, and it allows the Hibs defender to get back where I think he can go and have a strike on goal. And again, I'll go back top, to it. top players. Top players don't 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 think about that. Top players will hit it. Yeah. You know, Instinctive, that's Mark. You know, I totally exactly. Yeah, you see Griffiths other night. Yeah. You know he's not wanting an extra touch against Hamilton. He he he's getting his shot away as soon as possible. And I think I've I've heard Andy Howard say he's not a great natural finisher, mm-hmm. but he scores goals. Mm-hmm. You know, say what you like about yeah. him, he's a he's a pest to play against. And and you can't argue with his goal record. Yeah. Playing up front on your own as well. Remember, yeah. it's not tough. You know, he's he's very rarely played with a partner. Yeah. So he he has to work a back three, a back four himself, and also link the play and get in the box. It's a very very tough job. I I would like to think that he's he's taking advice. Off a guy like Germain Defoe as well You just got to look at the kind of career he's had, he's had And the, the type of player he is The type of finisher he is I would like to think that He's asking him for, for bits of advice And I'm sure that's one of the reasons why Defoe's at the club as well mm-hmm. It's on Sky at the moment Mark, do you think Rangers will go unbeaten Invincibles And do you think you'll break the record of 106 points? Uh, I've no idea to be fair uh, <laughs> I don't know as long as you league You don't care <laughs> Mark, thanks very much for phoning Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Cheers, Mark. Calling. It's on Sky there, isn't it? The, we see it again. That's yeah. my point. But it doesn't. It should be better than that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it, it should be. Yeah. It, listen, the, the amount of incidents he's, he's had over his, his short Rangers yeah. career, um, you think at, at some stage a penny will drop? You think after he'd done it at United, thinks he gets away, but then he, he gets pulled up. You think after that he thinks. But right, see the thing, say that I'm thinking. Right, obviously it's going to happen. He's going to get. This ban, it's, it's clear it's a, a sending off. You might not get back in the team. You just ah, need to look yeah. at the, the players that are on the sidelines. You've got Roof, who's just coming back to fitness. He looked really good when he came on. You've got Big Itton, who I thought done all right when mm. he came on as well. Yeah. So he might be sitting in his backside in that stand, thinking to myself, that was a mistake, what I made at Hibs. You believe quick break, and then we're back for the last section. The Bull Radio Football Show. Thanks for Chris for the travel this week and the Go Radio Football Show this weekend. We're looking forward to Sunday morning and the business show Hunter and Hockey. I actually yep. thought about after listening to two shows, I thought about applying for that chief exec John. Uh, so that's how much I thought I'd learned. You'd be in there. You couldn't take the pay cut, could you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's brilliant though. Uh, actually, two interesting guys. Eh? Great, wasn't Again, it? like Davy Martin, do I love how normal and they've came for nothing yeah. and they've built themselves up. Doesn't great stories. Hey, do you know what? It's the accent they just speak normal. Yeah. yeah. Willie uh, Hockey sounds like he could work in the banners, doesn't he? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's just uh, I love listening to it. As I said, I don't listen to it in the, the Sunday. Yep. I listen to it during when I'm I'm going to run, but it's amazing what the two guys have done. Uh, just real interesting stuff. Yeah. And we're so proud to have them here on Go Radio, and we're proud to have you all tuning in and you guys in tomorrow afternoon, two till six. It's the Go Radio football show Saturday afternoon. Uh, tomorrow, Celtic against St Mirren. What about St Mirren the other night? We're going to hear from the manager in a second or two, and the Celtic captain Scott Brown was speaking about St Mirren. St Mirren scored five goals at the weekend to Dundee United, which is a hard place to go for anyone. So fair play on them. But uh, Jim's got them building a great team. He's trying to play the right way as well, but. Yeah, again, we've got some fantastic players ourselves. The manager and backroom staff will be working hard the next couple of hours with uh, the players, making sure we're all ready and we're focused for the game uh, tomorrow. And Jim Goodwin speaking about uh, the match tomorrow. We all know the threat that they've got up front. Griffiths and Edward always seem to play well together. 
And obviously the midfield speaks for itself. They've got great options in there. And, you know, whether Neil decides to change it from the good performance midweek or not, we'll wait and see. But regardless of who he goes with, you know, it's going to be very good quality international players who are coming in. Si, did anyone see 5-1 at Tannadice for, for St Mirren? No, i never seen it coming. Uh, no many teams go to Tannadice and do that to them. But to be fair, it's two penalties that I don't think are penalties. And then I think St Mirren hit them on the counter for the, the fourth and fifth. But fair play, that was a, a great result. I thought Ryan Flynn... Was a real was a difference coming back in the team. Ali Defoy was shouting for him to come back in. She knows her stuff. Yeah. I think they, I think they're well set up, but they just missed that guy that can carry the ball from midfield to to front. And I think Ryan Flynn will bring that to them. So it'll be a tough game for Celtic because they went with Bika and, and Brophy up front. And if they go two up against Beaton and Duffy, I think they could cause them a few problems. But ultimately, Celtic should have enough. It was a shocker a result for Dun United. Yeah. Uh, let, let's be honest. I know Mickey says after the game they're new to the league. Um, but I've got a big budget there Fergie yeah in terms of the players I've got I mean I, I think privately but in, inside that dressing room he would have been absolute raging look uh, it's not a surprise that, that St Mern went up and won but to win be five, five goals one. to one yep. um, I know Sai says I, th- I agree with him I thought a couple of the, the penalties were look I've seen them given but they were they were soft penalties it'd still be 3-1 <laughs> yeah so yep. look uh, an absolute shocker for Dundee United and he, he'll, Mickey will need to get a reaction on Saturday Do you think they need to, I think Mickey Mellon needs to decide whether he's going to go with either Clark, Shankland or McNulty I, I don't think it works playing the three of them because two need to play wide Fergie yeah, I think I, all three of them want to play through the middle Yeah I'd even play like the two up top I, I mean when I've seen Dundee United McNulty's been out on the right hand side he's, just, he's wasted out there I mean we've seen him when he was at Hibs through the middle scored yeah. goals looked dangerous so I'm, I'm with you I think he's got to make a decision to three up top so Celtic in the news of course today Chris a Celtic fan in the west end of Glasgow's on hi Chris good evening hi Paul how are you doing yeah good thanks you uh, well it's been quite a good day today to be honest uh, waking up to that good news you're pleased to hear there's a change at the top um, CEO oh, absolutely yep. I mean I, I think it's quite interesting you know obviously Simon has real life experience of Peter Lowell and 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 we don't um, but I think that the fact that this is the first change the first necessary change at Celtic which will actually mean that the season ticket sales won't collapse next season yep. yeah I, I think that's the spot I mean I, I don't know when the season books do come up for sale I think it's the end of April start of May so a lot of Celtic fans were maybe thinking right, I don't know if I'm going to put my hand in the pocket but I, I did say a few weeks ago I think the, the real fans would do it no matter who's there yeah. um, but look I, I do th- agree with Chris I think it, this may be the start of a lot of changes at Celtic and look all the fans have been calling mm-hmm. for it they want changes from top to bottom or from bottom to top whatever way you want to call it well, yeah. that's right but you know I'm a real fan. I've had a season ticket since the ground was opened again. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It, so you it, wouldn't have, well, Chris, you wouldn't have bought a season book? It, no. Really? Yep. I'm done. I'm done until there are that. And I'm still only halfway back just now. What is it you're most angry with, Chris? I'm, I'm angry with everybody because the whole lot, the whole, from top top to bottom, the club has not performed. Yeah. This uh, season, you mean? We got... The, the decline, the rot has been setting in since Rogers last season. Even if you look at Brendan Rogers, you know from season one to season three, the difference in performance and results was massive. The decline mm-hmm. had started three years ago, and we did nothing to arrest it. Yeah, the failure to qualify for the Champions League in Brendan Rogers last year, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah. Well, we we buy players after we're knocked out of the Champions League. What's the point? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And we also buy players who are not fit to play for months. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get See, why we buy players for three, four million pounds with David Turnbull and we don't see him for three months. Yeah, that's a great that's yeah, a, yeah, a good I, point. Do you know what? I, I, as something that I've thought about in, in terms of is the recruitment and the, the times of the signings. I mean, Chris, I don't know if you agree. You would want them to sign players to come in the first day of pre season, wouldn't you? So they get used Absolutely. to the, the environment and I mean we've spoken about this, yeah. I don't know how many times on this show. Mm-hmm. You've got to get the guys in. Look, I know all your signings are not going to be done early, but the vast majority you've got to try and get through the front door in the first day of pre season so they get in and they know what it's all about to play at a big club. They get used to obviously the demands and the expectations and it's it surprised me with, with Celtic's recruitment that quite a lot of it's been done late, late on in the transfer windows. Sign. Yeah, you, yep. you, you sign, yeah, I agree with you there, Barry. And you, you don't, you know, we we sign players. The Champions League qualifier dates aren't a surprise. They're mm. set in stone. Yep. Mm. And we don't have we don't have players in in time to play in these games. And this year against Fernand Varos, we didn't even have a fit striker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I've, I've, and that's I've, quite embarrassing for a club of our size. Yeah, I've spoken about my experiences with him, and I think he's done a good job. But I, I do agree. I think it's time. It's time for a change, and, and I think that throughout the whole club, you know, I think recruitment needs to change. I think that's been the biggest one. You know, you can criticise Peter, but as we've just spoken about, the timing, the time that it's took to get players in, and the type of players that have been brought in this year. This year for me should have been. Certainly should have started short term, try and get ten in a row, and then start start afresh. You know, guys like Stephen Fletcher for me should have been signed. David Marshall should have been you signed. You said that all along. Yep. At the start of the season. And, and I, I think they took a gamble on signing guys that hadn't played for 18 months in a jetty. Now, who, but it's hard to criticise Paul because I don't know who makes these decisions. Who, 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 but Chris makes a good point there. Like, if you do think back, like the signings, they need a bit of time to get fit. Mm. Well, why well, do, why does professional not... players need time to be, be fit? Surely they are fit enough to come in mm-hmm. to the environment. Chris? You've got Pete. Peter Lowell has his own record as saying that the signings are made by a transfer committee and he's on it. Now, he's an accountant. I, I, he's not qualified to judge whether a football player's good enough or not, in my opinion. And that's one of the reasons why he's for, he, he earns Premier League wages and by that I mean English Premier League wages. Mm-hmm. And he micromanages, he gets involved in things he shouldn't. He's been there for too long. And I'm delighted he's away. So, Chris, you were talking about Champions League and European qualification. There's two places next year. What are they going to do now? When are they going to make the change in manager? Because because it is going to happen, and it's hard to say that because Neil Lennon is uh, has you done think it so will much. Ample? I think it's inevitable. Yeah. In, well, I, I don't know, but there's an inevitability. There's a change, a complete change, um, and the chief exec is at the top of the club, and and it's tough to say. But yeah, Neil Lennon should be treated properly, paid up. It's, I think if it's a year's contract, whatever. Thank him very much and allow him to go. Chris, and, would you go? Sorry, Paul. Yeah, no. Would Chris go back next year if Neil Lennon was still in charge now that Peter's away? No. No. So you want to change everyone, yeah? We need we need a change. We need a change. Everyone. We need a change in non-executive directors. Some of them have been there for fifteen years. You know, in real corporate governance, you don't do more than three or four years. That the club has grown stale and complacent, and it needs cleaned out. But what, Chris? See if you can't get a top manager. Would you still take a Jack Ross over a, a Neil Lennon? Oh, no, come on. Jack, Jack Ross has done nothing as a football manager. We we have yeah. to aim a lot higher than Jack Ross. Chris, who would you think of? Who, uh, 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 yeah, who would you say if you were there? But, if you were Dominic Mackay coming in or Dermot Desmond, who would you be trying to get now? Well, I, I want. 
I don't want. I don't care about box office or. Mm. I want a good manager, and it doesn't. They don't. You know, they don't have to have played for Celtic. Mm. They don't have to have worked in Scotland or England. You know, widen your horizons. Look at other. There are some fantastic coaches all around the world. Mm. You know, why limit yourself to a very small market? Mm. And yeah. that's what we pay chief execs a million pound to deliver. Mm. And unfortunately, Peter Lobel's managerial choices over his tenure have, in general, been poor. But well, Peter Peter Lobel will only have a budget to give a manager, and if a club in England give pay double that, then it's it's tough to get a, a top manager. Well, I but agree with that, Simon. Right, but what, if you go around, you look at it another way. If if you get right, Brendan Rodgers was in, say, I think it was approximately two million. Yeah. But Brendan Rodgers was in another two million to qualify for the Champions League. All of a sudden, that's some incentive to qualify. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, you, so immediately you pay bonus success-driven wages. Yeah. Nobody's going to complain about that. Mm-hmm. And that's, if you, well, you know football managers, I bet a lot of them would back themselves to deliver. Yeah, they would, but do you also think you only get Brendan Rodgers because of his love for Celtic as well? Oh, come on. Brent, Brendan Rodgers didn't love Celtic. Brendan Rodgers has hardly ever been to Celtic in his life. That was just... Absolute but BS that was swallowed by the gullible. Uh, me. Brendan Rogers <laughs> left himself and he was off at the same for the, for the drop of a hat. Yeah. So you expect, Chris, you expect Celtic to put their hand in their pocket then and go and spend decent money, as you just say, a decent wage, but obviously bonus incentives. Absolutely. In it. The, the highest paid employee at a football club should be the manager. Yep, I agree with you there. Yep, I agree with you there. No doubt about that. Or if you've got a world class out and out striker or something, who may top that? Yeah. Well, you know, absolutely. Yeah, if we'd, sure. we'd Henrik Larson, fair yeah, enough. But exactly. Like Patrick Clamalla. Yep, yeah, I know. I know. Chris, listen. But you were spoiled yeah. back then with Henrik Larson, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was a real fan then, I know, Barry. Uh, Chris, I think you will sign up again. If you've had it since all that time, you're going to sign up again this year. Because you know. You can't win every season. Nobody can. I take your points you've made. Now's the time for change. The chief executive's going. You can't yeah. win every season, but yep. when you've got the financial advantage we have, yep. you shouldn't be out of the league in January. But John, Man City had that, John, last year. They finished 18 points behind Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Chris? So it does yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not finishing 18 points behind Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for, for, the, for the standards of the league, Rangers have had a Liverpool like season. Mm-hmm. The Rangers are an average team. Well, they've not lost the game, so that says otherwise. You look at, you look at our, pay, our wage bill compared to theirs, mm. we should be winning that league. Yeah, but Man City is the same as Liverpool, that's what I'm saying. Man City have yeah, got a much Liverpool larger, get, and they've spent a lot Liverpool more net spend. Get, right, Liverpool have got Salah, mm. Firmino, Van Dijk. Right? Manny. Van Dijk yeah, is probably the best centre-half in the world. Probably. Chris, we're right out of time, but we're back on tomorrow, 2 till 6, and we might get you back on. Sai, thanks very much. Cheers. Ready for tomorrow? Barry, well, I'm ready. up yep. for it. Two o'clock tomorrow afternoon until six. It's the Go Radio Football Show. And we'll get your predictions. Celtic, Kemp, St Mirren, Dundee United, Hebs, Kilmarnock, St Johnson and Livingston against Aberdeen. Stevie Lennon's coming up next. We're looking forward to that. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, Si. And thanks to everyone who called in tonight. Good night. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go.
Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. 